Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. My name is Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring winning story, an empowering, motivating winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be fit for duty and fit for life. All right, what's going on, guys? Fit First Responders, this is Coach JC here, and you are listening to the podcast Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. Man, we're super excited that you're here today. We have an amazing guest in the house. He is uh, one of our heroes, and I'm going to introduce you to him in just a short time. But before we do go there, if you are a frequent listener to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life, then you know we are all about you training physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that you can be your best on the job and off the job. Today, we will dig deep into our four, our four pillars, fitness, focus, food, and family. But before we do go there, you know at Fit for Duty, Fit for Life, we have our winning confession. So if you're listening today, you know how we roll. You can repeat after me. If it's your first time, just bear with me. This is our winning confession. There's sometimes that you go through life and you don't believe everything that you might want to feel at the moment. That's why we say our winning confession. So here we go. You guys can repeat after me. Today is my day. No one will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I am a winner. I am fearless. I choose faith. And last but not least, you are. I am fit for duty. I am fit for life. Once again, we welcome you to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. We are super excited, man. We are now over 46 different agencies that we are honored and blessed to serve over at FFRonline.tv. Man, those 46 different agencies range from our firefighters, our medics, our National Guard, our law enforcement, and also, man, we are blessed and privileged to service some of our uh, our military, and today that leads me to our guest. I'm honored and I'm privileged, and I got to be real. Sometimes it actually, you know, I've interviewed and I've been blessed and privileged to coach a lot of our finest and bravest heroes right here uh, on our streets, our our, our our first responders, our hometown military. But any time that I have a guest on that has fought for our freedom, man, I, I get goosebumps, I get chills, I get a little emotional, and I, I get a little nervous, man, because these are the finest and bravest that have put their life on the line so that we could do what we do. So without further ado, we do have one of those on with us today, and we would love for you to welcome our guest, Sergeant Major Lance Nutt. How are you, sir? Doing very well. Thank you. Good to be with you. Man, we are super excited you're here. And real quick, just a, a formal introduction, and then we're going to get right to it. Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, he is a U.S. Marine, uh, but he is also the president and founder of Sheepdog Impact Assistance, SDIA. And today we're going to dig deep into that. 
But Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, man, we want to welcome you to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. And I always like to kick the podcast off with giving you an opportunity to connect with the listeners. There are listeners right now from all different services in our military and, and of course, our hometown military, our, our firefighters, our, our police um, from all different agencies. And I would love for you just to connect with them and, and give us a little understanding of who you are, man. There's some people listening that might know who you are. There's some that may not, may not. But who are you, man? What are you about? How did you and why did you become one of the finest and the bravest U.S. Marines? And how did you become the president and founder of Sheepdog Impact Assistance? Well, that's a good question, and I appreciate the opportunity to share. Um, for me, it, it truly goes back to birth from the standpoint that I was I was born into a military family. My father was a, a 20-year Marine and uh, actually joined the Marine Corps the year I was born. So I had the opportunity and privilege to, to travel the world with my family. Um, being part of the Marine Corps family as a young dependent and was even more blessed to make the decision to be a Marine my senior year in high school and uh, had my father swear me into the Marine Corps the year before he retired. Wow, so, how cool is that, man? Very, very special for me, especially as I, I look back on it as a father myself and appreciating um, you know, the power of that moment. And when I walk into my office still to this day and see that photo that my father proudly keeps in his office of swearing me into the Marine Corps, now as a dad and having a young son and and two young daughters, no power for him that that held. So, but uh, I, I think very similar to being a farmer's son, um, that's what it was like growing up in the Marine Corps and then becoming a Marine. I didn't know much else. You know, when it came to sports and Boy Scouts, church leaders, you name it, they were all Marines because we either lived on base or lived close enough to it that uh, our family activities all revolved around being part of the core. So for me in making the decision, it came pretty easy. Uh, and I've, I'm blessed to have served now 29 years and will retire with a 30 year career in the next year. And I'm currently serving as the regimental Sergeant major for the 23rd Marine regiment headquartered out of San Bruno, California with more than 5,000 Marines and sailors stationed all over the globe. So my my evolution as a as a man and as a Marine is rooted deeply in uh, the family tradition of serving. And I think ultimately for me, knowing that one, a combination of both active duty, half of my career has been active duty and half of it serving on the reserve component is that we have a lot of very special, unique, brave men and women out there that are willing to serve our country. Uh, and especially when it, our country puts out the call and says we have a need. Uh, and when that need it revolves around going to war and seeing the quality of the men and women that we've had enlist in the military since 9-11, uh, and, and being an all-volunteer force of men and women that have signed up, um, that is definitely what has kept me going and knowing that we've got such a great group of young Americans that have been willing to step up and serve and die if needed uh, in, in service to their country. So um, 
man, let, I me, in my let, me, let me let me let me just pause right there, really quick, man. Please. First of all, Sergeant Major, we want to say thank you from the bottom of our heart, man. We are honored and grateful for your service. And before we do move on, man, uh, you know, I think it's. I think it's a very humbling experience. I'm, I'm a civilian. Yes, I've been I've been labeled a coach to many of our finest and bravest, and and I'm humbled and grateful to be able to do that. Um, but I want to share this with you because I think you know you, there's nobody better than you that understands this. And I wish every civilian and every American could be put in this situation. I had the opportunity to go off to the inauguration. Um, you know, no matter what your, your, your political stance is, that's irrelevant to the story if you're listening. But what an opportunity to go off to the inauguration. And here's what's cool. We were invited to an armed forces ball, a banquet, all right, the evening of the inauguration. And there was three presidential balls, Sergeant Major, and the one that we walked into was over 3,600, okay, of the most decorated from Marines to U.S. Army to Navy. And this year they added first responders. And what we're doing with the nonprofit, they invited us out. Man, I can't tell you the emotional and humbling experience for over five hours to rub shoulders, to network, to talk, to humbly hear the stories. And, and I hear it in your voice as well how so unselfishly these individuals will do, and at any time, put their life on the line and sacrifice their life for the country. And, man, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an emotional dude. I was brought up in Jersey. I'm supposed to be a little tougher, and my wife jokes because, man, I, I couldn't help but kind of, I'm trying to, like, sneak away to go to the bathroom to, like, wipe my eyes a couple times because it's so self-sacrificing. I mean, some of the most decorated, like you, a sergeant major, 29 years, that that's their mission in life. That's their calling. That's their purpose. And I wish every American, you know, could witness that. And then I think you'd understand and truly understand the mindset a little behind why. Why? I, I don't think we could understand, Sergeant Major, why you do what you do, why you sacrifice what has been best for you for so many years for your country. So I pause and if you're listening right now, I just want you to help me to honor those that deserve to be honored and recognize those that deserve to be recognized. Yes, Sergeant Major Lance Nutt and all of our military. Now, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You hear it all the time that this is the, 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 the land of the free because of the brave. We can't do what we do without you. So we thank you. Man, we thank you for being on this podcast, but we thank you for your service to our great country, man. We're honored and we're grateful, Sergeant Major. Well, I'd greatly appreciate that. And it it does underscore the sacrifices made by so many of the young men and women that are, are stepping up on a daily basis to, to make that, that sacrifice when their country needs them to. And, uh, you know, whether it's, I joined because I needed a little extra money for college or, you know, it, it just was a calling from a career standpoint, um, underestimating, uh, or underappreciating, the true meaning of that willingness to give when so many others out there uh, take it for granted and to hear you say and appreciate that, uh, that you don't. And as I can imagine, so many of your listeners don't. Um, and it's, I'd be remiss if I also don't stress the point in, in the fact that for me as the president and founder of Sheepdog, when I initially stood it up, um, it was about me. It was about my personal need and understanding that as my Marine Corps career was coming to an end, I knew that I was going to 
have to have an opportunity for continued service and in not being able to find what I was particularly looking for um, in nonprofits that were out there, uh, we created this one. Uh, but the point on me stressing that is that we quickly realized and appreciated that it was not just our military men and women, that it was also our nation's first responders, you know, our, our, our law enforcement and our fire and rescue men and women that are out there protecting the streets of this country, willing to run into a burning building when everyone else is sane enough to run out. Yeah. Uh, the, those law enforcement officers willing to run in the direction of chaos and shots being fired uh, when everyone else knows to duck and cover and get the hell out of the way. Yeah. So I, I don't want to, and as a Marine, I obviously talk all the time about how proud I am of my Marines and sailors and of all the, you know, the service members out there, whether it's the Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, et cetera. Um, I always stress the importance of also walking up and shaking the hand of a law enforcement uh, officer or fire and rescue member and making sure they know how much we appreciate what they do for us. And we talk all the time about one team, one fight. And that for me as a family man with a wife and three beautiful children, that I would not have deployed as many times as I have overseas to fight for my country if it were not for the brave men and women back here at home willing to fight and die for my family here on the streets of this country. So um, we cannot, we cannot uh, forget about those men and women in our first responder ranks that do so much for us on a daily basis as well. Well, man, that was that was beautifully said, and I want to pause there for a second because we do have listeners on this podcast that are civilians. Um, majority of our listeners are first responders, but man, I want I, I want to I want to just make a bold statement right now off of something you said, and it, it never it, my daughter and me could be in the airport, we could be at Walmart, it does not matter where we are, but I will never. And I want you, I repeat, never walk by a first responder, anybody in our military, without giving them a handshake, a hug, a thank you. And if you're listening today, man, I just want to challenge you right now. Man, sometimes you got to put your selfish motives aside and you might be in a time crunch. I don't care. I will stop whatever I'm doing at any time to go up to a police officer. I don't care if they're in their car. I don't care if they're in a store. Just to tell them, man, we're grateful. We'll thank, we're thankful. We're grateful for the service you, you, you make every single day. Military, police, fire, medic. And if they're wearing a uniform and they're a first responder military, I want to challenge you right now to take on that challenge. Never pass up an opportunity to walk and walk by one of our heroes. And here's why I say that. So many times we take for granted what we're able to do, but you know what? We are not able to do what we do if it is not for our first responders right here, our hometown military, and then, of course, our military that serve us overseas. So I love what you just said, and I just want to put that challenge out there, man. That's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And thank you for honoring the first responders as well, um, because I think they need to hear that. I think so many times... You, you know, Sergeant Major, we, we, we branch off, right? You hear, well, I'm, I'm the U.S. Marines. I'm the Army. I'm a first. And you know what I thought was cool when I went to that ball? 
This is the first year that the nation has brought them all together. And you're in one room, over 3,600 decorated from all walks of life, but there was police, there was fire, and I thought that was a very cool thing to say, hey, you know what? We're going to come together as a nation, and we're going to fight the good fight. So I thought that was really cool. Hey, let's dive in, man. I'm, I'm intrigued. You mentioned Sheepdog many times. This is a nonprofit. Tell us about your mission and what you're doing with Sheepdog. Well, it... Uh it really started as a, a disaster response organization. Uh, and it was, it was based on, for me personally, I talk about how, you know, with, whether it's a business, a nonprofit, whatever, it, it's either a person or individuals that have been impacted by something that drives them to start and, and be that entrepreneur that, uh, that reaches out with a purpose of selling something or giving and helping others. So with Sheepdog, we are a nonprofit. We're an official 501c3 that got our roots out of the desire to continue serving and what the initial purpose for us was disaster response. And that desire and mission came about with me being home from um, a very trying 2003-2004 deployment to Iraq. Uh, we saw a lot of heavy fighting obviously in the Fallujah, Ramadi area, uh, a lot of Marines, uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen gave their lives during that time. It's really when the insurgency was ramping up. And for me personally, coming home, um, with some of my own emotional you know, baggage, uh, but also I think there's that survivor's guilt a lot of times that you have when you know that you've lost good friends, uh, good Marines that you've served with, and have developed strong bonds that as you're sitting on that couch, like we talked about in the beginning of, for us as an organization, it's about that continued purpose and giving our members and volunteers a reason to get up off the couch, a reason to get out of bed. And so for me, I was literally sitting on the couch, home on leave, watching the TV when Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast. And I found myself probably like a lot of Americans screaming at the TV, wondering why we weren't doing more to help our fellow Americans. When I realized that I was sitting on my butt bitching and complaining when it could have been, it was very easy for me to stop, get up and find a way to help. And so I did, I reached out to some friends and family and uh, business acquaintances throughout the community that I lived in in Northwest Arkansas at the time. Uh, let them know that I wanted to go down to the Gulf and help out and was amazed with the outpouring of support uh, when it came to water and supplies and, and money to pay for our gas to get down there and back. So after spending three days in the Gulf, uh, actually working in a small Mississippi town called Past Christiane, where half of the community, community had been washed out to sea, it was after returning home and during the drive back that we all appreciated how rewarding the feeling had been to go and help a community and fellow Americans in their greatest time of need. And we did it without someone either having us on orders or telling us we had to do it. We did it just because it defined who we were as individuals. Come on. And so the seed was planted for me in knowing that if I could do something like that for the rest of my life, uh, have a purpose, and give others a continued sense of purpose while helping fellow Americans during disasters, um, that helping is healing 
process had begun. The, the thought that we share now and the fact that when you're able to help others and you're struggling through emotional and physical trauma of your own, that ability to help others will help you heal. So helping is truly healing. Um, so we, I got married, a couple more deployments under my belt, started a family, and it took a few years to really start to put this organization together from concept to a, a real organization with a, a sound mission. And in 2010, after my 0910 deployment to Iraq, we, we came back, had our first board meeting, and started Sheepdog Impact Assistance with the primary foundation and purpose of disaster response missions. But what we quickly realized is that the difficult part in being a disaster response organization and with this desire to continually serve and help others is that it can be pretty depressing when you're sitting around waiting for something bad to happen so that you can go have a purpose. Mm. So we within the first two years of standing up our organization, by 2012, we incorporated what we have today as our outdoor adventures program. And again, that purpose in going out together, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, canoeing, skydiving, scuba diving, adventure races like the Spartan race and Tough Mudders, we continued to find the ability for all of us as a small group initially uh, had a purpose of camaraderie, the need to be together and face challenges together. And that ultimately is, is part of what keeps you going. And as part of that, we started saying, you know, every time we go do uh, an outdoor adventure, we want to sponsor a fellow sheepdog in need, whether that was a combat wounded vet or a policeman or fireman injured in the line of duty. So on our second Spartan race, we took two combat wounded uh, veterans with us. One had lost an arm, another had lost a leg, and we challenged them to do nine miles and 25 obstacles in a super Spartan down in Dallas, Texas, and 10 hours, nine and a half miles and 25 obstacles later, um, we saw the power in truly and having found both of these combat wounded vets sitting on a couch at the wounded warrior regiment in san antonio texas we ch literally changed their lives come on and the stories that we can now tell through our outdoor adventures and even our continued disaster response missions in identifying fellow sheepdogs in need whether it's our members our volunteers or those combat wounded and first responders injured in the line of duty that we take on these outdoor adventures, it drives home the, the importance of physical fitness. It drives home the importance of camaraderie and esprit de corps. And that whole point of getting these men and women up off the couch, re-engaged and living their lives in a positive way that helps get them out of those dark places that you go to sometimes when you no longer feel like you have a reason to live. And so for us as an organization, truly defined by getting up off your butt and living your life through either disaster response missions and giving back to others or helping one another overcome an obstacle at a Spartan race or encouraging one another to jump out of a plane or go scuba diving, 
camping, hiking, canoeing, you, you name it. Whatever drives the boat in getting us outdoors and living our lives, that's what it's all about. And we've, we've added kind of this one final piece to that pie in our holiday outreach efforts, where every year now at Thanksgiving, we provide Thanksgiving meals to fellow sheepdog families in need, whether that's a veteran that's struggling with paying their bills, or they've got a sick loved one and they need to focus on taking care of them, we take care of Thanksgiving. And then at Christmas, again, any sheepdog family in need, whether it's they've lost a job or are dealing with other challenges in their lives and they have kids, we enable their children to fill out a Christmas wish list and we provide those kids with their top three toy choices, clothing and shoes for Christmas. And that's another way during the holiday season that we continue giving back to our our fellow sheepdogs in need. So for us, that captures who we are today. Uh, we're coming up on our seven year, seventh anniversary uh, a, as an organization and are proud of the fact that we are driving home the importance of living. Uh, and as you know very well, the importance of an active lifestyle that involves physical fitness. Wow, man, that is absolutely amazing. Man, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think there's a lot of people out there that may have visited your website. I know I did, but I didn't get all that from it. I didn't understand the, the hunting, the fishing, the race. Man, here, here's why that's so important. And you already know this and you said it. But if you're listening right now, they there, there's people from all different rankings listening. I mean, there's rookies that are listening. There's people that are very new in the military. They, they, they might be one, two, three years in. and uh, They might be uh, fighting the good fight here as a first responder on our streets. But I think you said something that's absolutely crucial. As you said, it's important to have something. You know, when your time's coming to an end or when you come back home, what do you do? 2003, 2004, you're in Iraq. And, and, and you, said, uh, you said some powerful things in there. I mean, we could spend all day on. But you said giving back in a time of need, that helping was healing. And I think there's a lot of first responders listening right now that, you know what, they may have returned from overseas they might be going through hell in life. They might have seen some stuff on the job, and all of a sudden, it's taking a toll on who they are. And we all have that story, Sergeant Major, that we create for ourselves, but what happens when that story's turned upside down? And you hear about it all the time, you know, PTSD, and when I get back, what am I going to do? And, you know, now I'm not, I don't have to hunt anymore. I don't have to drive. I don't have purpose. Man, you said something that's powerful. If you don't feel that right now, go out and help. It will help you heal. Go out and give back. It'll help you get through the emotional and the mental and the physical stress. And real quick, before we dive into that, I was on your website, and uh, there was a quote that you had that was intriguing to me because you know, this individual, a hero in my book, actually endorsed uh, my, my actual physical book. He endorsed it, and it kind of gives a quick little overview of, of what a sheepdog really is and how a sheepdog thinks differently. And it's the author of On Combat, On Killing, and Assassination Generation, Lieutenant Colonel from the U.S. Army, retired Dave Grossman. And he said, here is how the sheep and the sheepdog think differently. The sheep pretend the wolf will never come, but the sheepdog lives for that day. After the attacks on September 11, 2001, most of the sheep, that is, most citizens in America said, thank God that I wasn't one of those in the plains. The sheepdogs, the warriors said, dear God, I wish I could have been on one of those planes. Maybe I could have made a difference. 
when you are truly transformed into a warrior and have truly invested yourself into warriorhood, you want to be there. You want to be able to make a difference. Now, you have that on your website. I mean, that's powerful. But I think that what I want what I want you to touch on here that I think is just as powerful is how do you make that difference when your time might be over serving? You might be a law enforcement listener right now, and Sergeant Major Lance, they might be saying, man, I, I'm about to retire. I'm one year away like you, and I have no purpose. I have no drive. What am I going to do? How do I make a difference? What do you say to that, 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 that veteran in the military that's about to retire, the firefighter that's about to retire? Maybe it's a medic, a National Guard, and right now they have a little fear. They're a little scared because what am I going to do when that calling, that all I know right now, Sergeant Major, it's going to be taken from me. What do I do? What do you have to say well, to that individual? Because that's a, that's a hard place to be. No, and you're exactly right. And I, I'd say, well, one, that's exactly why we exist as an organization. Bam. But I'd also say that whether it's through us or another organization or you starting a mission of your own, even if it's as an individual, it's finding a way for you to feel like you still have meaning. And when I say, you know, I started this organization for me, it truly was about me. But what was so powerful and as what what has driven the growth of this organization is understanding that I wasn't alone. Come and on. a lot of times you, you feel like you are. Yeah. And so in seeing how we've turned into a national organization with 18 teams and chapters across the country. Come on. With with interest every day with men and women, just like the ones you're talking about that are out there saying, I need a purpose. They're reaching out to us saying, why can't I have a sheepdog chapter or team here in my community that gives me purpose and fellow sheepdogs and friends and family that live here that believe in that sense of purpose and the need to help our own in their times of need? That's what it's all about. And so whether it's through sheepdog impact assistance or the American Legion, VFW, Red Cross, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Find a way for you to feel like you're continuing to contribute because whether you believe it now and you think, you know what, I'm going to retire and I'm going to go spend the rest of my life fly fishing, uh, you're going to quickly. And I, and for a lot of those men and women, I encourage them to do that. Go take a year off, take a break, find yourself in a way that you haven't found it in a long time. Think about what it is that you want to do with what's left of your life. Mm. And if you have the sense of, you know what, when when this retirement year is over, I want to get back to giving back to others. And it's important for you, one, to appreciate it, and two, that for the majority of us as sheepdogs, it's not a career. It's a way of life. And our motto Helping others is a way of life, is what we talk about as being sheepdogs. So you will find, I believe, that if you truly are that sheepdog that is just, it defines who you are, that need is going to be there. And if you don't recognize it for what it is, and you don't find a way to continue giving back, being part of and engaging with men and women that understand who you are, you're going to find yourself in a dark place. And it's critically important that you recognize it, you reach out, 
and you give yourself that continued purpose opportunity. Man, that's amazing. And and you you said you said something there I think is powerful. And I want to I want to ask your opinion on this. I mean, do you have to wait until you're about to retire or you're a veteran to be part of the sheepdog and the mission that you're doing? Do you have to wait until you're retired to go on the outdoor adventures and the hunting and the fishing and the races? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, take me for an example. I'm still serving. You know, when we started this organization seven years ago, I was at my 22 plus year mark in the Marine Corps. And it was just me appreciating that, hey, someday, and I'm getting very close to it, this, this is going to end. Why don't I start finding something now while I'm still serving so that I don't have to worry about it when the Marine Corps no longer is a part of my life on a daily basis? And trust me, I, I mean, I'm not that farmer's son like I talked about. When the bank comes calling and takes away the keys to the tractor, i.e. the Marine Corps says they don't need me any longer, mm. it's going to be tough. 30 years of my adult life and then all of my youth spent as part of this organization i.e. the Marine Corps, um, don't think it's not going to be a challenge, but knowing that I have sheepdog impact assistance to give me that continued reason and the ability to continue serving with fellow Marines, soldiers, sailors, airmen, policemen, firemen, fellow sheepdogs that get me, I think it's even more critical that you don't wait until you retire. Find it now so that when you know... You, or if something happens, God forbid, you get injured in the line of duty. Let's say you're that fireman or policeman that gets injured, whether it's in a, chasing a bad guy, get shot, you get burned in a fire, you fall off a ladder, whatever that sense might be. When you lose what is currently defining you, what's going to be there to help pick you up? And I would think that while you're serving, it's it's probably more critical to find what that's going to be than waiting until you're already out of service. Sergeant Major, that's powerful, man. And, you know, on FFRonline.tv, we spend a lot of time training the mindset. Just like you train your body, you know, you can train your mind and the emotions. And I think a lot of people, they wait. And that's why I wanted you to hit on that. I think that's important that they hear that from a leader like you. Because, you know, it makes me think of the, you know, we've been blessed and privileged to train some of the top athletes in the world. And it's like an athlete. They find their whole identity, who they are, what defines them in NBA or NFL. They're making all this money. And then all of a sudden, that's taken away, an injury, or they retire. And what do you hear on the news? Bankruptcy, divorce. And it hits the fan form because everything was wrapped up in that. And, and you know, I, I say that humbly, and I, I was never in our military. I've been blessed and privileged to interact with a ton of our heroes and, and our first responders. And some people look at me and they say, Coach JC, you don't understand. That's who I am. That's, 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 that's everything. I say, hold on. You've got to get to a place now that that's not who you are. It's what you do. I understand it's a big part of, of what you do. But it can't be everything in who you are because what you said, it makes a ton of sense. What if you're the, the police officer and all of a sudden you're in a foot chase and you know something happens and all of a sudden you can't be a police officer. You can't be a law enforcement any longer. What happens? You see it all the time. An injury on the job, an injury on the field, and you're taken out. And then it plays mental games on you and you say, well, what's my value? What's my worth? What defines me? 
So I think it was powerful, and I think I, I really wanted them to hear that from you, Sergeant Major, a leader, to say, don't wait, guys. I know if you're in the military, if you're one of the finest or bravest, it's a huge part of what you do. It, it, some of you, it defines you. But why not start to create another side of who you are, your identity in other things? And that way, when it hits the fan or your time's done, you don't look back and say, oh, no, what do I do? And that's where you see a lot of our finest and bravest, and it breaks my heart come back and you see him depressed, you see him down and out, you see the PTSD, and you see a lot of these things that I believe if we can get them in your program, man, and get them hunting, get them fishing, get them around like-minded individuals, get them around a support system, man, I believe a lot of these issues can go away, man. We are so honored by what you're doing, man, at Sheepdog, and you know, uh, what, what else? Is there anything else we're missing that you want to get across the listener about what you guys do at the nonprofit and, and your mission? You know, I, I think just the opportunity in what you've given me as a platform on your show to talk about what we're doing. You have a cheap dog out there that is listening that feels the pain of what they've lost or are going to lose in service. And they find a way to reach out to us and say, you know, I need that in my life. Then all of what we're talking about is worth it because it's so important when I look back on my own life and the lives of my father and friends that I've seen struggle with losing what truly defined them as men, uh, as adult men, when you're coming out of high school or you're finishing up college and, and you go into a life of service and then you're told in your mid forties, early fifties, that you can no longer serve and you have to retire and move on. Um, most civilians, and if you've spent time in the civilian sector, you know that in your mid-40s, early 50s, it you're just really catching your stride. Your career is, has just started to take off. But for men and women in the service ranks, like professional athletes, it's a young man and woman's game. Yeah. And when your body can no longer really truly do what it's has been asked to do. And for, for me as an example, I'm 46. I'll be 47 when I finish up a 30 year career in the Marine Corps. We have a policy that enlisted Marines cannot serve more than 30 years. So when I'm told or another warrior out there is told at age 46, 47, that, hey, we don't, we don't need you any longer, you're too old. Think how powerful that is for someone who feels like they're just now really starting to getting their act together. Yeah. So whether it's one of your listeners or someone out there that's listening and knows of a fellow sheepdog in need, we ask that you reach out to us or reach out to that individual and encourage them to look at our organization as possibly that filler for what they are about to miss or what they're currently missing in their lives. And maybe we can save someone because now that this one aspect that we haven't talked too much about, and it's, it's a very hard topic of conversation has to do with suicide. And you hear this one number thrown out there all the time about 22 veterans a day. And, and I don't care it, it, if it's accurate or not. It's about having the conversation. And so whether it's two veterans a day or 42 veterans a day, 
It doesn't matter. One is too many. Yep. Same with our law enforcement and our fire and rescue ranks. Right now, the suicide percentage among law enforcement officers is greater than our veterans. Yeah. And we for whatever reason, will not stop and ask the really hard questions. And one of them is why. And the answer to the why for a lot of them, for the majority of them, is they don't feel like like they have a purpose any longer. Or the stress of that job has become so great that the easy way out for them in serving one final time is removing themselves as a burden to their loved ones and the people around them. So for us, we don't like to talk a lot about it a lot from an advertising standpoint that we're here to help save lives through preventing suicide. But the reality is it's just that. And until people are willing to wake up and realize that's what continued service is all about, that's why having this and a reason to get out of bed and off the couch is so vital. Then we're never going to make headway in saving the men and women that we believe are so important to the segment and the importance of our society as a whole. Man, that's powerful. We could spend all day talking about that. I think what you said is crucial. And again, you're, you might be listening right now to, to Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, and you might be uh, listening and saying, you know what, man, listen, Coach JC, listen, Sergeant Major, man, I, I, don't, I haven't thought of suicide, man, I don't have those thoughts. But you know what? Here's what's going on. We can promise you that there's somebody on your right or your left, another brother, another sister, another first responder, somebody in the military that you know right now that is having those thoughts, that it's going through their head, that they don't have a purpose, that they're looking to say, maybe I can remove myself uh, and the burden that I'm putting on my family. Man, we want to just talk to you right now. Man, you heard Sergeant Major Lance Nutt. You heard his passion. You heard his enthusiasm to let you know that, man, we love you. You are worth it. No matter where you are right now listening to this, you might be in your car, you might be at the gym, you might be listening and say, man, I turned this podcast on with one last just, uh, I, I want to hear a word of hope or, or something. Well, we're going to tell you right now, man, that you are uh, born with a purpose. You were born a winner. You are worth it. Yes, you're the finest, you're the bravest, but today is your day to know that you're valuable we need you. Your family needs you. You deserve to be your best. And that's what you heard right here from Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, that Sheepdog was created for you. She, uh, Sergeant Major, how can they find you right now? If they're listening, they say, man, obviously they can go to Fit First Responders and, and FFRonline.tv, and we can forward them over to you. But if somebody's listening right now and they say, man, I feel like I'm just mentally beat up. Emotionally, I'm down and out, man. I don't have the self-esteem. I don't have the confidence. I don't have the self-worth. I don't feel valuable. Man, I know that back in the day, man, when I was fighting the good fight, I get it. I get what you're saying, Sergeant Major. I, I once was there, but financially, I'm broken. My marriage is broken, and I'm on that brink right now that I'm thinking about it. I have the thoughts. I might have not, not went out there and did it, but I have the thoughts. Sergeant Major, I need help, man. What could they do right now? How could they find you? Well, the easiest way is to go to our website, and that's sheepdogia, all one word, sheepdogia.org. Uh, and they can reach out to us. And the, the easiest email that goes to several people here within the organization is info, I-N-F-O, info at sheepdogia.org. 
and, and noting, and, and we got to stress, uh, there is no such thing as a magic pill, and you know this, and I'm sure our listeners would agree that it, it takes effort and a willingness to reach out for help. And even within this organization, there is no magic pill. You're not going to call or email us or go to our website and find, hey, go here and drink this Kool-Aid or take this pill and all your problems are going to go away. It takes work. But first, it starts with your willingness to appreciate that you need help, that you want help, especially before it gets too bad, but that you acknowledge that, hey, I just want to be part of something that gives me that continued sense of purpose and that reason to get up out of bed. And that if you're part of this organization, you don't reach out, you don't sign up and join us and then go home and sit on the couch and wait for us to come get you. You've got to take that first step. And when we offer you an opportunity to go on a disaster response mission, or we offer you a chance to go, go with us on a Spartan race or go hunting or fishing or whatever it might be, you have to make the decision to go. We can't come and hogtie you and drag you off to something. You have got to put forth the effort to make that leap of faith and going and being a part of something. Uh, and that's where we really challenge the men and women that are part of this organization to understand that it begins with your desire to do. And if, if you can't find that within you, then that's where that challenge is going to continue to be. So, um, you know, there's that Nike slogan uh, that has been so popular for years and just do it. Well, that's what it is with us. You know, just do it. Go on a disaster response mission with us. Go on an adventure race. Do something. Get involved. And again, whether it's with us or someone else, but if you go to our website and look at the list of activities that we're involved in nationwide, you don't have to be part of a team or chapter to participate in the events that we host. You just have to be have a willingness and a desire to participate. And that's all we ask for. So whether it's through our website or you emailing us, we'll be more than happy to share uh, what our activities are in the coming year. And if you plug into us for disaster response missions and say, hey, whenever a disaster happens and we're mobilizing, uh, we will email and send out a newsletter that says a disaster's happened in X location. If you'd like to participate, here's how you do it. So um, it starts with that desire and that willingness to participate. And, and we're here and ready to capture you if, if you're willing to meet those goals. Man, I love it. man. Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you heard it right there from the man himself. Uh, that's one of our heroes talking, man. We're so grateful. We're honored. Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, the president and founder of Sheepdog Impact Assistance. Man, we thank you from the bottom of our heart for taking your time today to be on the Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast. Man, we, we could probably talk all day about many of the topics, but if you're listening right now, I want to encourage you, go back and rewind. There were so many powerful, powerful points that Sergeant Major made that I know will help you ultimately be fit for duty and fit for life. And if you're listening right now, man, you are the finest, you are the bravest, you are the baddest, you are the toughest, man, but you also are, and we recognize it, a human being first. And if you're not fit for duty, you're not fit for life, you don't feel like you have it right now, I want you to hear me, man, I want to tell you, you are worth it. You are worth it. You were born a winner. Man, you have purpose, 
And over at Sheepdog, man, Sergeant Major Lance wants to help you do that. Again, this is Coach JC, man. That is Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Remember, FFRonline.tv, your home to ultimately be fit for duty and fit for life. Remember, this is a nonprofit. We go out and fundraise to put this on because you are the finest, you are the bravest. So one more time, if you could help me thank the one and only man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Sergeant Major Lance Nutt, we thank you. Thank you, brother, from the bottom of our heart for your time today on our podcast. All right, guys, who loves you? I do. One last time as we get out of here, you know what time it is, FFR. It's time to recognize those that deserve to be recognized, and it's time to honor those that deserve to be honored. So if you are listening and you are our heroes, our military, our finest and bravest right here on our streets, our law enforcement, our firefighters, our medics, and our national guards, from fit first responders, we, th- we say thank you. And we honor you and recognize you for what you do. This is Coach JC, and that is Fit for Duty and Fit for Life. We'll get at you next time. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life.